This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You give me one shot here on a blue chip stock. Believe me, Kevin, the only problem you're going to have is that you didn't buy more. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. What's going on, NBA draft fans? Your boys are back. The Wolves of Ball Street, your favorite draft analyst, favorite draft analyst. It's the NBA Draft Show on the No Ceilings NBA podcast feed. My name's Corey Tulliba. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Albert Garbage Time Gimp. Albert, what's going on, my man? Oh, a lot's going on, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's raining in Los Angeles. Um Pedro Pascal just got cast as Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four movie. No one interesting. Knew that. I know that's an interesting one. And um, we're going to talk about basketball today. And that's really fun and really exciting for us. And I'm ready to rock. And we've got two guys, Corey, that you, obviously you're going to do your little intro. Um, I'm just excited to talk about these guys. I'm excited to be in the season that we're in. And I'm feeling good feeling nostalgic feeling excited feeling a lot of different things but i'm ready to rock yeah i'm feeling good too i I mean we're like finally getting into some meaningful college games the two guys that we're breaking down today the gilig ignites tyler smith and megas nikola topic are two guys that have actually played like a good amount of games so we actually have a decent amount of film on them i mean obviously it's going to be a long season and you know we're going to monitor their improvements from you know now through the rest of the season but like we do have film to see how they have been producing more than some of the college guys but the college stuff's coming and you know since we're we're getting real film and mock drafts and big boards are coming out you know no ceilings we put out a big board uh recently ourselves right it it feels right that we can kind of get back into the flow and the format a little bit right so we're going to start off with the G League ignites Tyler Smith. Um, he is a forward. He's 6'9, 224, according to the Ignite website, uh, averaging 12.1 points, 4.3 rebounds, 1.1 assists, 1.1 steals, and two blocks on 54.155353.3 shooting splits. Now he's played, I believe, eight games, which includes the two games against Perth three games in the Ignite regular G League season, and then three games in the Intercontinental Cup, like the FIBA overseas thing. So I had to go in and actually like do some math for for Tyler Smith's stats. I couldn't just go to uh, Synergy because they're not all together. So pretty good shooting splits outside of the free throw percentage, right? Um, good numbers all around. Right now, no ceilings. He came in at 31 on the no ceilings big board, 28 on the athletics big board, um, 42 at ESPN, and then 51 at Bleacher Report. So his IPO stock price is 38. So, Albert, I ask you, is 
Tyler Smith's stock too high, too low, or just right at 38? Um, <clears throat> at this point in the draft cycle, I hesitate to say that anybody is like too high or too low or whatever, just because Fair. it's so damn early, right? It, it really is so early, Corey, but I'm still going to answer the question. I, I'm, I'm a professional. You gave me a damn question. I'm going to answer it. <laughs> I'm an adult, Corey. You know how I pre-gamed for this pod today? I had a handful of extra toasty cheeses is what I did. I'm I'm that guy. So <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Smith, I think right now he's just right. I think at this point in the draft cycle, I think 38 is pretty fair in my opinion. I don't think it's crazy high. Don't think it's crazy low. Currently on my draft board, I have him at 30, I believe, or 29. Uh, yeah, I have him exactly at 29. So yeah, 29, 38, you know, potato, potato, we're good. I, I think it's a totally fair number to be at. I love it. I have him a little bit higher on my personal board. I think I'm at like 20 or 21. Okay. Um, you know, Tyler Smith's a guy who I liked a lot coming into the year. He was highly ranked before he went over to the overtime elite. Um, and I got to see him live a couple of times last year with the overtime elite. Uh, he came to New Jersey and I saw him play in actual gameplay in New Jersey. Then I saw him play at the pro day down in Atlanta at the facility. And I just seeing him in person, like he's big. Like he, he looks big. Like I was actually a little surprised when he was listed at six, nine on the G leagues website. Cause I actually thought that he was like legit, like six ten when I saw him in person, but he's just super fluid, like with like a pretty stroke, like he moves really well. And I, you know, I, I think that it was out of sight, out of mind, him being down in the overtime elite program. So I'm, I'm, and I think the same thing's kind of going to happen here with the Ignite. We see that every year, right? Like people get excited about the the Ignite in the beginning of the season, but their season stretches on, nothing's televised. You know, we're not getting Kansas, Kentucky kind of hype from an Ignite game from here on on out. So um, I think, he, you know, he's going to suffer. All of the Ignite prospects might suffer a little bit from that overall. But, you know, I... I really like his game and and I'm excited to to break it down because I I think that he's played really well early on in the year. So I'm, you know, I'm definitely excited to actually get into his game and and talk about him as uh, a prospect. Yeah, Corey, I, me too. I am excited. Um, love everything that you said. I um, And you're right. You know, not a lot of people are clamoring to watch them play the Maine Lobsters or the Ontario <laughs> Clippers, right? Like, it, I, I get it. Um, and there will be that rough patch in the season. But, Corey, like you said, the skill set with this guy is really interesting. And I love the point that you made that uh, he definitely looks a lot taller than 6'9", in my opinion, too. Like, one of the things that I wrote in my, in my, in my notes is, like, you'll get you know, you'll be at a bar at a club and you uh, find a guy that's a little handsy. You know, you call him out like, oh, this guy's kind of handsy, kind of a kind of a pervert over here. Keep your eye on him. Um, Tyler Smith is, uh, he's limsy, dude. This guy's got yeah. just crazy long arms, crazy long legs. He's the Walmart slender man. Uh, he's not Victor Wimbanyama, but he is some variant of that. Um, he's crazy, crazy long, but also skilled. And obviously we're going to get into his game, but there's a lot to like, and I think he's a guy that we're going to have to, as you mentioned, right, kind of be on ourselves to monitor his game throughout the season because of the situation he's in. Yeah. Normally, I ask you where we should start with a player, but I think it's, you know, yeah. for Tyler Smith, it's pretty easy because his game 
is pretty simple, right? Like, and I think that that is a feature, right? Like, I, I think the simplicity in his role is what ultimately is going to help him climb on boards because people are going to be like, okay, I know what this guy is. I know what he can be. And, you know, to start it out, like, at 6'9", fluid jumper, man. Like, this kid, he can shoot the rock. Um, it's It's a pretty repeatable high arc soft ball like i i like it i think this kid is going to be a shooter in the league i think that is going to translate like i have no real qualms about him as a shooter uh yeah no Corey, I, i'm i'm 100 with you i'm sorry i just got a phone call but um no i'm with you dude he's a guy that um what i wrote in my notes here he just looks like he's supposed to be a shooter with the way that his form looks looks very natural looks very like yeah this is what he does um first thing that i wrote in my notes gives me a lot of cj miles vibes man mm. um you know had to put that in there because it, you see it right lefty shooter long and lanky really fluid looking jump shot but um it's hard not to start with the jumper because he makes it look so damn easy and so natural and he gets it up there pretty quick um love love the motion um as we've mentioned right really long too which helps as well um yeah, I think there's a lot to like. And I think, as you mentioned, Corey, his game is a little simple. It, it's simplified, and what they ask him to do is pretty simple, too. Um, but it's a really important aspect of not just his game, but, you know, obviously with the NBA, right? Like him being a 6'9", 6'10", guy, who knows, maybe even taller when everything's said and done. But being able to have that type of range and to get it off as easily as he does, I think is going to make him a really um, desirable prospect to a lot mm. of NBA front offices. Yeah, cuz he's going to play a role. He's not going to be one of these guys that comes in right away and, you know, is looked upon to save a franchise. He's going to be a guy who teams ask to, you know, play off of the star players and like set screens and like as we're going to see on this clip here, it's like he's a guy who could pick and pop. Now, he's going to miss this jumper, but like he's not missing for any other reason that sometimes you miss jump shots, like, you know, Steph Curry misses jump shots. Like it's a good shot for him. Uh, pick and pop where he's pretty open from the wing. Like he's going to make that shot too. So, and, and it looks pretty, it looks repeatable. There's nothing that you're where you're like, oh, if you would have done this, maybe the shot goes in, right? Like it's, it's, he just missed. So I, I think when it comes to his shooting, you know, he's not like, um, versatile in the way that like you know Steph can run around a million screens or Ray Allen was able to run around screens or whatever but like he also like is comfortable hitting a shot like this where we're pulling up a clip where like he's gonna hit a trail three right like a little bit of momentum steps up bang like pretty smooth like he's comfortable shooting in a lot of different situations and whether that's spotting up or picking and popping or or coming out and trailing and running out in transition. Like, I think he's got that. And I think there's enough versatility there from like the forward spot. Cause I think that's what he is. Like, I think he's like a true four. And, uh, you know, I think we'll talk later, maybe more on defense of wondering, can he play any other positions, but like offensively that true four spot, I, I don't think it's going to hamper him that it's like, Oh, he can only play one spot because ultimately he can play with a bunch of different fives because 
he can space the floor and do some other stuff. No, Corey, I 100% agree. Also, like the, <clears throat> the clip that you're playing right now, this was early on in the game, but you know they had just hit a three-two, and I remember listening to the telecast. They're like, "Oh, look at the three, and then he just walks down and hits this nice trail three, right? So, I, small stuff like that, I, I I care too, right? Like just he's playing in the moment, not afraid to kind of go back and forth with whoever. But I mean, his shooting profile is pretty simple, Corey. He's not like a big off the dribble guy, as you mentioned, right? Not not someone he's gonna. No. He's kind of a safety valve is what he is and that's a pretty awesome thing to have from your four right he's a guy that is going to space and create a lot of space and space uh, did i just say space um i'm in my my mike tyson bag today but um you know like he he, he's going to offer that and it's going to be great and you know sometimes having a simplified role is not a bad thing and um yeah, I just like the shooting gravity is going to be real with him, I think, even from day one. And now, obviously, he is a little raw in different areas and, you know, th- there's still a lot of room for him to grow. But if we're talking specifically just about the shooting, it's hard not to get excited about a guy that, of his size that can get o- get it off as easily as he does. And he's going to make a ton of them, too. So um, a big weapon, in my opinion. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, and right now, like we went over the numbers earlier, he's at 55%. I don't think it's going to stay there by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, it's that'll level out. Maybe his free throw percentage levels out a, a, a little bit too. Um, but what I like about him is like back to the simplicity. He's not going to put the ball on the deck and do a ton, but like I love this shot. Two dribble pull up. Keep it simple. Get to your spot. He likes the elbows, right? And like you're tall, you have a high release. You got a smaller guy on you. Like take advantage and pull it from the elbow. Like that's fine. Like let's explore the studio space a little bit. I like this. Nothing too crazy. Keep it simple. And I think that simplicity is why he's been like arguably the Ignite's best player so far. Um, because he knows what he's good at and he doesn't stray too far away from it. And Corey, I I think just I know we're kind of nailing this point home right now, but that simplicity stuff, like I think that's valuable. You know, you can't have twelve guys on your roster that are doing a million different things. Um, ideally, you need guys to fit, right? You need guys to play alongside guys who are maybe a little bit more capable and more a little bit more dynamic on the offensive side of the ball. But once again, like the positional value that you get from a six, nine, six, 10 guy that could shoot it like this. And as you mentioned, Corey, like you like guys that I think historically, Corey, for both of us, we've liked guys that kind of play within themselves. Um, he's never going to give you too many problems of like, I doubt that the coach, any coach is going to watch and be like, ah, you know, he's, he's doing too much. 
Like, I, yeah. I think he's a guy that's very simple and he knows that his game is simple and he's okay living in that space. And recently I was listening to a pod actually just today, right? Doc Rivers is on the Bill Simmons pod and he's talking about guys like Tobias Harris, guys like Ray Allen, guys that he's coached before that, you know, at, at different times in their careers were obviously number one options or like, you know, really high volume ish type of guys. But, you know, you need guys on your team that are willing to buy in to be the third guy, to be the fourth guy. And I think the profile that we're seeing here with Tyler Smith is I think he's going to be able to offer a lot as like a third or fourth guy. And, um, you know, guys that are third or fourth guys that can shoot it like this generally go pretty high in the draft, in my opinion. Yeah, agreed. Like, I mean, look, if he keeps shooting it like this, like he's <laughs> arguably going to be a lottery pick. I mean, <laughs> look, there's been a, a, a lot of like iffy stuff going on with the top of the uh, the lottery anyway. So right now it seems like anybody is potentially, you know, going to be like a, a lottery pick up there. Um, but Tyler Smith definitely has the ability just great measurables um well one dribble pull up here follows the miss still playing within himself just stuff that you love to see but um yeah i teams are gonna like it you know you can trust a guy as a coach who you know is like able to do the things that you ask of him and you don't have to worry that he's gonna go break out of the offense now um i i think that he's like also got the versatility in this way that, you know, you could play him as a screener and use him in DHOs and, you know, he's got touch. He can finish with both hands. So when we talk about the finishing at the rim, like there's a lot of finesse stuff that I really like, you know, you don't want to, you're not going to give it to him on the block necessarily and tell him to go post and, you know, play like a big like that. But like, I think some of this modern stuff, like we see here in this quick action, um, where he's going to give a little pitch and then roll right away and knock down a floater. Like this is NBA level stuff, man. Like this is, this is role player stuff that makes, you know, the job of the guard a lot easier when you can be a release valve like this. I mean, Corey, a lot of, you you know, what you talked about, even with a guy like Derek Lively last year, right? And then he Mm -hmm. ends up in a situation with the Mavs where his role is very simple. What they ask him to do is not complicated at all. And yet he's offering really good value to that team, right? And with a guy like Tyler Smith, um, I mean, first off, this clip that you're you're playing, I, I would probably watch this clip like 50 times just because... I, that right hand little floater there is because yeah, he's so, a lefty exactly because he's a lefty but also it, it's so competent and it's so functional and coordinated and you're just like confident exactly like you know kind of Kyrie-esque right playing with his offhand and so um I, I imagine though that Tyler Smith like he probably shoots with his left hand but like in real life he probably uses a fork <laughs> with his right hand and stuff like that <laughs> one of those guys like a Phil Mickelson type of guy right. but um but I, I think I think he's a really interesting player because of this type of role right he's going to be a roller he's going to be a pick and pop guy and also like not just the finesse touches though but he's also athletic enough and long enough to actually put someone on a poster not that he's going to be like doing that regularly but he can go up pretty strong be athletic and finish with strength at the rim too so um when we start thinking about his outlook and the type of role that he plays this is really interesting look at that one that's a nice one uh it's unfortunate who it happened on but friend of the program friend of the program but um (laughs) that's a really nice strong finish and so once again this is a simple role this is a really nice display of that role and um simple is not bad simple is good this is good simple is good like you said like this is i mean this is fluid man mm. on taylor hendrix really good shot blocker i mean uh you know 
Taylor will live here. He had a great game and Salt Lake City won this game by about a thousand points. So, uh, you know, we'll forget the poster dunk outside of maybe this specific episode. But uh, yeah, he's got some bounce. All right. So you could put him in pick and roll. Um, You can let him be a guy who is going to finish in the dunker spot. So like, you know, he can kind of space the floor with the jumper, which we saw, but then he could also kind of hang around the baseline and, you know, roll to the rim and all right, like guards penetrating, throw it up. Let me go get it. Right. So he has some athleticism. Uh, he's not Josh Smith, right. But he's a good athlete. Um, he can get up. He's, he's got a good amount of dunks already. And, um, you know, this is all stuff in the half court, but I, I, I like him out in transition too. Like that's where you really see how fluid he is. And, you know, here on this clip, we're going to see him, you know, kind of running to the rim, going down the pipe uncontested. That's that G league defense that everybody loves. Uh, (laughs) world renowned. World renowned. Everyone knows the G League is known for their tough physical defense uh, and rim protection. So, you know, gets down the floor, hustle play, right? He's he, there's a lot of possessions where he's the first guy down the floor, and then um, he can also, you know, kind of fill the wing and and be really fluid there too. So, you know, on this possession, we'll see here. This one is a much closer game. Nice little like baby Euro, like not yeah. quite euro but like avoids the the defender at the block with some nifty footwork um so when you got ron holland and tyler smith running a two-on-one that's it's a pretty good pretty good duo to be running a two-on-one no for sure Corey, the first time i saw this play i honestly thought he traveled i thought it was like a weird like <laughs> it almost looked like a glitch in the matrix it was like a really strange kind of duck under euro step type of thing but i mean looks good Looks good. No, it yeah, looks ducked nice. under. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird, but <laughs> good job. But um, no, but you're right. The way that he runs out in transition, the type of threat that he is out there. Um, and as you mentioned, the fluidity is there. Like he could really run like, you know, he's not like one of these like super long legged guys that look awkward when they're running like weird gate and stuff like that. Right. But you no know, natural runner, natural mover on the floor. And something that I wanted to add with that type of movement stuff with him, Corey, is I thought he showed really good activity when he was on the floor. I, th- I thought, although his role is simple, he always stayed active, stayed involved, mm-hmm. good focus. You know, one of these guys that isn't just going to like sit in the corner and be like mope about being a corner guy. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll sit in the corner. But as you mentioned, Corey, I could be in the dunker spot. I can make nice cuts to the basket. I can go and screen for somebody like just very involved. And I think that's a good sign from from one of these younger guys that, you know, who isn't going to be like a number one option. I think he understands his role and he's like not gonna cry about it he's very cool with the role that he's in and he's gonna stay active and focused and just a part of the action and i think that's an underrated aspect sometimes of when we when we do these evaluations yeah and he's finding success in the role too so you know it's a little bit easier to want to play it when you're finding success in it but i think i'd attribute that activity to some of the overtime coaching i mean maybe he's just wired that way but i i know when i went to see the game in person i was on the floor and like those overtime coaches, like I know the games can get very up and down and very like sloppy looking, but the coaches are still coaching these guys to like, and are still looking at certain things and they're still, you know, harping on them and yelling at them for missing rotations or getting lazy and not moving. Like, so I know it's ugly sometimes, but I, when I saw it in person up close for the first time, I was like, Oh, these guys are 
they're they're learning stuff even if you know sometimes they're beating up on lesser talent or whatever because the teams aren't always like equal at talent level they're still at least learning the stuff in practice and in training and and doing the right things and i think we're seeing that a lot of the overtime guys have, have translated into the to the league i think tyler smith is is going to be one of the, those guys too now i talked about he's not um josh smith I, you know for as fluid as he is i i do think on both ends he needs you know to get stronger right like yeah. here and look alex Sar, you know we did an entire breakdown on him you know he's potential number one pick he's great uh shot blocker and rim protector you know he's got two opportunities here and Sar is not like a strong guy himself and he just kind of goes up soft. So I, I do think that there is room for improvement um, in that aspect uh, near the rim. I think that'll ultimately help him. He's again, he's, he's finishing efficiently. He's been very efficient in, in his eight games, but you know, we're looking at areas where these guys can improve. And I think some extra strength will one, it'll make him a little bit more explosive to a guy who's already a good athlete. And then also, you know, it'll help him body up on that offensive rebound, dip a shoulder in and maybe create a little separation so he can comfortably go up against length. Yeah, Corey, I agree. The strength is something that he's going to work on. Also for what we said about his fluidity there, there also is some clunkiness to him. Like I, I don't want to kind of hide that um, there, especially, you know, we'll get to the defense, but there are some things with his feet that I think at times can be a little bit clunky. Um, but you know, overall running and that type of stuff is good. Just um, yeah, it's stuff that he's going to work out. And, but also he's young, right? Like that's the type mm-hmm. of stuff that kind of changes over time as you become a grown ass adult. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's, Definitely areas of improvement, but on both ends, I think the strength and a little bit of the clunkiness, I think, needs to be worked out for sure. For sure. Let's talk about the defense now. Um, I we, I don't think we really need to talk much about the passing because there's not a whole lot yeah. that he's shown. Um, be as but, well either. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I think it will be interesting to see if he can, you know, maybe make some short roll passes, stuff like that. But you know, he's ultimately right now he's a play finisher rather than anybody who's going to make plays for others. So defensively, um, where, where were you at overall with his man and his team defense? I I I thought it was a little hot and cold. Um, and, and the reason why I say hot and cold is because I think it's hot when you see the flashes, right? Mm. And and I don't mean hot and cold because there was like a level. Of, I actually think it wasn't very consistent um, defensively, right? But the flashes are there in terms of some of the rim protection stuff. Like yeah. like we mentioned on offense, like he can jump really high. Or not really, but he could jump high. Um, and he's really, really long. And he's some of the time. Good timing. Yeah, exactly. I was did, some of the timing with him was really great. There was a block that he had on Taylor Hendricks that was just kind of jaw dropping and really, really impressive to watch. But even the clip that you're playing here, Corey, like the, the way that he kind of baits it and takes his time and you know times everything perfectly, it's it's good stuff, right? But then at the same time, as I mentioned just a couple seconds ago, I, I felt like uh, I thought his feet were a little slow in my opinion. Um, I thought sometimes he had trouble staying in front of his man and uh, his like as he's one of these long-legged guys right and sometimes with the long-legged guys their feet can kind of get caught under them and um it's not as easy for them to move laterally and to uh stay in front of smaller guards and so there are some areas of his game obviously that he needs to work on but um once again i I think it's fair right now to say hot and cold because some of the flashes like the one we're watching on the screen right now can be really really impressive as well yeah i i think notably his perimeter defense his feet could get definitely a little heavy upon like having to flip his hip and and guard guards like here josh primo who you know 
uh, I mean, all issues aside, is a talented basketball player. And, you know, like if you're going to give him that much room and kind of be standing straight up in a game that is within reach, I mean, it's a seven point game with a minute left. Like, this is a game that you need to be like defending. And, like, obviously, you don't want uh, Tyler Smith to be checked up against Josh Primo all the time, right? But, like, he has the physical tools that he should be able to at least impede his progress to where it's like, you're just going to give up basically a dunk here. Um, I mean, nobody's rotating on the weak side or anything. It's terrible defensive possession all around by the ignite there, but like, let's get a little bit more aggressive, Mm -hmm. I guess would be the word I would use to at least make him work for this. Um, you know, he reaches in for the foul at the end. So, you know, doesn't give up the layup, but, or the dunk, but yeah, the feet can get a little worrisome when it's like coming to switching onto guards. And I I don't think he's somebody who can play flat. I think he has to kind of shade a guy to a side. Cause I don't think he can kind of at the moment, I don't think his agility to flip his hips quickly to one side when the guard is dictating what direction he's going. Um, and he's like dropped in space all the way at the perimeter. I don't know if he has that kind of quickness, but because I do think he should have that quickness Mm. and maybe he'll get there. But right now when it comes to like switching on guards, like he's not somebody that I'm like, Oh, he's going to guard one through five or two through five. Like I think that he's a right now, like maybe some threes Mm. and some fours are really where he's at. But where I, I did like him. I thought he was much better uh, was off the ball. I thought he was much more consistent off of the ball and because I think that he's somebody who does talk a lot. This is a great, great possession here. You already see it. You see he's calling out like the stagger. He's talking. He's going to come tag Sar. Now nice. he's going to come close out to the corner, dra- drags him into the help, and then finishes it off with a block on on Sar as the, the clock is expiring. So like this is like, hey, man, there's a lot of good stuff in this clip. Like yeah. this is what's going to keep you on the floor from a, a, you know, coaching perspective where it's like, all right, he's going to at least get our defensive principles, our defensive scheme. He's not going to hurt us um, off the ball, at least like that, that. That's this is a really, really great possession from a young kid. No, I, I'm with you, Corey. Um, I agree. I agree. But even on this one, like when he closes out, like, you know, you could see kind of a little high the limitation. Yeah. A little high, a little limitations with the feet, but I, I'm with you, Gord. Like it, it, it's stuff like this that does get you, it, it, it encourages you is what it is. And I, I, I think here's the thing, Gord, you said he, you could probably guard threes and fours with added strength, maybe a little small ball five, mm-hmm. right. You know, d- yeah. not, not regularly, but you know, in a second unit type of I, thing, maybe he could I want him to exactly correct. That that's a good way to put it. I think we want him to. I think we're hopefully uh, projecting him to eventually be able to play with fives. But you know that's going to come with more strength and more experience and you know all that stuff. But definitely like out on the perimeter, it's it's hard to watch sometimes. Um, to just be totally honest, we we don't we don't try to be too overly negative here. But um, it is something that he's going to have to continue to work on because he does get caught flat footed quite a lot. You know, and um, it, it's something that isn't and here on this possession it just kind of gets bodied. And so adding the strength, you know, working, as you mentioned, the hip mobility and, you know, having quicker feet, getting in a stance, you know, moving those feet a little bit better. I think mm-hmm. all that will definitely benefit him for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. But even still, he's a really uh, intriguing prospect, really fun prospect, a guy that um, I'm really happy is finding success because he's a guy that I, I 
had high expectations for coming into the year and he's uh he's doing a good job living up to them um so you know i'm, I'm interested to see how he does develop some of the de- defensive parts of his game like if he can you know start to you know make some more interesting reads as a passer the more he he's used in you know different kind of actions so there there's still a lot to um watch out for with with tyler smith but this is a guy who i think is having a a good year despite a season in which i think this g league ignite team is going to have you know a decent amount of struggles because they just don't have that guard play that steady guard play that the last couple of ignite teams have had right like they don't have any of those you know kind of top tier guard prospects i think london johnson's a good player and i think he's been out of the lineup uh recently but you know they're coming from Scoot. They had Jalen Green. You know, you had Jaden Hardy and Dyson Daniels, right? Like, there are guys, these are guys who were, you know, had a lot of success. So, um, but it's going to be fun. And he's doing a great job. So, next guy on the docket. And I honestly, I, I, I don't think that we have spoken about Nikola to, uh, Topic um, between the two of us really at all. So I'm I'm kind of uh, excited to hear your your opinion about him. This is going to be a tricky one, Corey. Um, as you mentioned, we have not we haven't even uttered his name just between the two of us, and I I don't know what that is. You know, do we only like American players? No, that is <laughs> not the case. But for whatever reason, he's just never come up, right? And um. I think this is how I feel right now, Corey. Obviously, he's getting a lot of hype. Um, I think it was uh, Gavoni who's given him a couple of tweets out there, you know, kind of talking about the nice performances he's had. Uh, I think the most important place to start is, you know, mega basketball. Their jerseys continue to be incredible, and they are incredibly <laughs> fun to watch uh, and to look at on a screen. But, okay, the big, the first thing that I wrote with Topic is smooth operator. And I think yeah. that's a good place to start. I think that is what I see him as right now. Um, I think offensively, we're going to get into all the nitty gritty. I think there's a lot to like. But then I also have some like question marks too. So let me kind of pump the brakes there before we get too crazy. <laughs> um, but um, I like him. I like him more than maybe I thought I would. But um, I also have some question marks. Okay. I think that's fair enough. Uh, before we get into the film, let's give a little background on our friend, Nikola Topic. So as you said, uh, KK Mega point guard listed at six, five. I think he's got a long neck. You're the, you're the body guy. Yeah. <laughs> Good posture, <laughs> long neck guy. Um, so he's averaging 19 and a half points a game, seven assists, 3.6 rebounds, 1.2 steals, 3.1 turnover. So uh, over a two to one assist turnover ratio. Scoring the ball really well. Uh, shooting splits of 54.3, 35.9, 86. Pretty good. Uh, so that's a 65.4 true shooting, 59.8 effective field goal percentage. His draft stock based on the early big board slash mocks that are out. No ceilings. He came in at 23rd on our top 60. The Athletic has him at 13. ESPN has him at 11. Bleacher Report has him at 9. That's an IPO stock price of 14 for Nikola Topic. So is that too high, too low, or is it just right? For my taste, Corey, it's a little high, dude. Um, mm. And, and my, my tune might change. My tune might change. But 
at this point in time, I don't have Topic's that high. Um, I can tell you uh, where I have him. I have him at 24. So mm. 24, 14, there's a bit of a gap there, right? So if I were to say anything else, I'd be lying. Um, I, I do think it's a little high for my taste. Once again, we're going to get into the eval, and I'll ask my questions then. But, uh, of course, I get it. Like, I get it. He's putting up big numbers. You watch the tape. He's a really interesting offensive player. I totally understand. But at the same time, Corey, he's listed at 6'5". I don't think he's 6'5". I think he's lying. You know, who knows what type of shenanigans they're pulling <laughs> over there. They're lying. He's not 6'5". But anyway, um, it's a little bit rich for me. Um, I, I feel more comfortable with him in the 20s right now. But, hey, I've changed my mind before. I could change, change it again. So um, right now I feel too high. So regarding his height, I look, I think there are times that he certainly, you know, doesn't necessarily look six five. Like he doesn't look short by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, yeah. But I remember um, when it it was Nikola Jovic's draft, hmm. and I was talking to Mike Schmitz about Jovic, and he's like, "What you have to realize about that league is that everybody is huge there." So, like if it's a big league and you know, Topic might just look a little smaller than those guys proportionally, but he might actually be that legit, you know, six, five or whatever. I've seen him listed at six, six even. Um, now this is interesting. And I love when this happens when we're far apart on a prospect because Albert, I fucking love this guy. I have him. I think at seven right now. I've moved him up. Wow. To. Yeah. Look at that. He definitely has his warts and you know, that, that is for sure. And you know, we can talk, we'll definitely talk about those, but, uh, mostly just because I think that this class right now is very like Justin Edwards had a pretty rough game on a big stage. DJ Wagner had a rough game on the big stage because there's so much up in the air. Um, and this dude's producing, like crazy he's big he's got feel i'm just in on him right now so i i think when you watch him the first thing that you're kind of going to notice is twofold you're either going to start with him as a playmaker or you're going to start with him as a finisher and i kind of think his finishing is kind of opens up the playmaking because his ability to get into the paint consistently and draw the defense and collapse the defense allows so many, you know, of his, his passing angles. He's also got great vision, which we'll, we'll show later, but I want to start with his finishing just because for a guy who weirdly looks stiff, he's kind of bendy. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's got some bend. He's like, but he plays with different pace. He's got start stop. And when he's running a pick and roll, man, like, Ooh, freezes. And now, he, right there, he's unimpeded with a little soft finger roll. But when he freezes, guys, man, and he's getting downhill, like he's quick. He's got a quick first step. He's got some stuff to him. Over the course of uh, our history of doing this podcast, we've had moments like this where we start off being on different ends of a player. But a lot of times we end up somewhere in the middle, Corey. And yeah. I already feel us kind of meeting meeting in the middle a little bit because you decided to start with his finishing, and that was a part of his game that I was actually really impressed with. Uh, all the pick-and-roll stuff, obviously, is really fun with him. But, okay, let me get into what I wanted to say. Um, his left hand is awesome. 
Um, yeah. It's really, really good. Uh, he's a guy that is completely unafraid of contact, which I really, really enjoyed. He's a guy that he's, he's not, you know, primed Wade and Wade and trying to go through the chest of everybody, but he's not afraid to go in there and to mix it up with the trees. As you mentioned, incredible at changing pace. Uh, he also can rip it in and out move so nice with both hands which is really really fun and interesting and adds like that nice little wrinkle to his game this was one of my favorite moves actually that he pulled right here that quick little crossover that just to get into the lane and to leave the guy just in in his dust um the one flaw that i i had i thought his touch at the rim kind of it was uh not as perfect as i thought it was going to be which which, you know, there, there it is, right? My expectations for him were pretty high. Some of the <laughs> floaters I thought were kind of bricky um, was what I wanted to say. That is, that is a weakness, the, yeah, the in-between game. Correct. Some of the in-between stuff I think needs to work. But when he's, like, getting all the way to the basket, the the variance and the versatility he has and ways that he can finish either through or around contact, really goddamn impressive. And once again, I just want to say one more time, he's got a really goddamn good left hand. Um, and that stuff is important to me, especially for yeah. when we're talking about like a six five guard like this. I mean, this is a good example of him using his left hand and finishing through contact yeah. <laughs> because he does the the little same hand, same foot finish there, dips his shoulder in, creates the space. <coughs> These he are tough is, guys too, Corey. He's finishing seventy one point one percent at the rim in the half court. Not even because he's getting out in transition. 71.1% in the half court. That is bonkers. <laughs> I think he's in my top five now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's freaking nuts. But it's on the tape. It's there, Corey. Yeah. No doubt about it. And like, all right. So he's so cr- like that nah. step through right at the end. Right at the, like, he's so good at understanding where he is on the court and understanding where everybody else is on the court. So, like, he's so good at, like, slithering through tight spaces. That, like, that step through, if he doesn't step through in the right spot, he's going to, like, twist his ankle. Because both of the defenders are almost, like, have their feet, like, interlocked in the paint. And he, like, steps over and through after this turn here. And then goes up and finishes with his left hand. He's just so good at little stuff like that. And that's why he's finishing pretty much every single thing that he takes to the rim. Like he's just, he's good at finishing through contact. He's good at manipulating the pick and roll. He's like, he, he loves to reject stuff. Right. And it doesn't really matter what he does. Um, when he gets into the paint, like, I'm going to move you. Like, look at that. That's a big dude. Yeah. And he dipped that left shoulder in and moved him in the mask. Corey, I have the comp for Nikola Topic. Uh, whoever ends up writing about him for our website, they have to mention his his name. Um, I, I'm telling you, it's the perfect one for one. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is my guy because <laughs> for though, for maybe Only you, you. No, for real though, with Le'Veon Bell, the way that Le'Veon would time things, he'd get skinny, the way that he could burst but also wasn't the fastest guy, the way that he could manipulate defenders to get to where he needed to go to, that's Nikola Topic, man. Like that the one that you the one where you showed, right? That little step through at the end. Think about 
how quick he needs to be about making that decision to get skinny in between those two, two defenders there. That's really, really special stuff. And then once again, he's totally, completely unafraid of contact. He embraces mm -hmm. it even. And that clip before where you, he went straight through the, the chest of that other guy. And this is a big guy he's going up against too. Like, yeah, yeah dude, Le'Veon Bell. Whoever's writing about Topage, Le'Veon Bell, trust. <laughs> I think it might be you at some point. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what? It, it oddly makes sense, right? Because he kind of, when he's got that forward downhill momentum, like he's so smooth yeah. that it kind of looks like a running back, like trying to find seams, like right here, he's snaking. And you know what he's so good at that's really crafty? He's really good at, using the Gortot screens that these guys set like right near the basket. Um, so like, you know, coming off, he's going to snake and then the little Gortot thing. Mm -hmm. And he, like, he's got the extension finishes at the, like, I don't know. Nobody could stop him from getting to wherever he wants on the court, man. Yeah. No, Corey, I'm with you. And it's important. Like he's not the biggest athlete, right? He, he's not this, no. you know, crazy athletic dude, but this is the type of IQ stuff, pace stuff, um, savvy. This is the type of stuff that, Corey, like I'm, you know, both of us were well into our 30s. But, you know, if we were talking to like young hoopers today, it'd be like, watch this guy, dude. He's not running through people. He's not running past people. But actually, he kind of is because, you know, he knows how to use his speed strategically right it's not just one speed straight line he can twist and snake and do all different kinds of things he gets to get so there. low to the ground a lot of times <sighs> when he's changing directions or so good yeah he's he's so a beast good. getting to the rim now if he had an in-between game <laughs> yep there it is <laughs> and we'd really be cooking with gas yeah. so here this is i actually when i i watched this possession for the first time i was like Oh, I love what's happening here because, you know, he's running the pick and roll, showing a little bit of the handle, getting the guy in jail. But it's just that little floater touch. It's it's just off, man. Like, and he doesn't, he's so good at getting to the rim. He hasn't really attempted a lot of floaters. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, it, there's also variance there. Like maybe it ultimately like kind of gets better. Um, but right now it's just not a big part of his game. And I think, it's something he should be working on because, you know, uh, if you're going to be a guy who's mainly getting to the rim, it's going to be a lot harder to consistently do that at the NBA level when defenses figure you out and have the scout on you. So, um, but the dude, the dude gets to the rim. Yeah, Corey, I, I think, you know, that in-between stuff is definitely what's probably keeping him out of like the very, very top of this class right now. But I think what you said is important, right? Small sample size. Maybe it's something that he continues to do throughout that season out there. And um, also an encouraging thing is like the, the shooting numbers are good with him. Right. So it's not yeah. that we don't think he has touch. We we know he has touch. He's shooting it really well. That true shooting percentage is great. The free throw line, he's shooting what 86% from the free throw line. So yeah. he's clearly a shooter with good touch. So I think with more time and more work and practice at this type of stuff, I think he'll only get better. So I'm, I'm with you. It's, it was the biggest word that I had for him on the offense side of the ball um yeah and that's not even like we haven't even talked about his passing stuff you know no no uh but let's before we get into the passing stuff actually you know what let's i, I think the passing stuff makes sense to do now just because you know like when you can get into the paint <laughs> like he can uh you can run a, a pick and roll and hopefully make some passes there's gonna be some options there because 
the defense is absolutely going to collapse on you. Right. So, and, and I mean, that's what, uh, happens so often. And what I like about him as a passer is like, I think he's very creative. I think he's awesome, um, in pick and rolls. Like, I, I think that he runs such a good, uh, pick and roll, but he passes like out of live dribbles and, 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 the way he passes out of live dribbles too is really impressive because he passes when the ball is coming up from the dribble and it barely touches his hand that right one. there. Yeah. Left hand live dribble from, pass, yeah. from the perimeter, man, like Stefan Marbury, you know, yeah. like New York city Hooper shit here, but literally like it happens so quick and it's so hard to guard because it's, it's underhand because he's picking it up from the dribble and like, and he does, he's done that a couple, he does that a couple of times that I've seen him do that. So this is something that he's super, super comfortable with. Um, like that was the left hand. Uh, absolutely sick. Probably one of the, you know, most sneaky, sick passes you're going to see. And then this one, he's hitting his roller out of the live dribble in a very similar fashion. Um, you know, maybe not as from the top of the key, but out of that live dribble right hand hits the roller. And, and he had such good chemistry with his bigs. You know, if those guys are rolling, he's going to hit them. Yeah. Uh, also, we have to note, that's a really hilarious goaltending, right? There. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, that's just out of spite right there. Um, but no, Corey, I'm with you. The passing with him, the offhand whip passes, just unbelievable. He can make really high level reads. He sees the floor really well. The timing, the touch, the weak side stuff, all that stuff is awesome. And as you mentioned, like the oh god, look at that one, dude! Just yeah, perfect. Over the Only they can catch that. Yeah. Simple. Um, but the pick and roll stuff, just, just the the timing, the pace, the patience, the the everything, man. The physicality. I I hate this man. I. <laughs> I've had him lower and now I feel it inside of me, him just flying up my draft board right now. But no, Corey, the, the passing with him is really impressive. And I think it's important to note that once again, like the thing that I really liked about him was just like the, the pace that he plays with. And it goes with the way that he attacks the rim, but also the way that he runs his offense and he runs a pick and roll and all that stuff is really important as if he's going to be projected as a, an eventual, like number, number one option, kind of running your offense type of guy. Uh, that stuff is really important, and I think he has it in him. Yeah, I'd let him run the Chicago Bulls offense right now, but like, I I loved this possession too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because we all love like guys who can paint the corners, and obviously he can do that. But this is such a crafty pass. There's so much nuance, and you know, it's the lost art of that you don't see the American-born prospects always do. Where right here, he is selling that pass to the roll man like he is looking at the big he's got that ball like he is about to fire that thing right to the big and so the tagger the low man right now under the gym under the rim in the paint he has to commit right and step out to tag that big just in case the pass goes through and it's just one step out of position now so when he does make that corner pass he's just too late mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that low man is in hell dude yeah like, 
that's and that's classic like Aaron Rodgers looking off the safety and just yes. finding that, you know, beating the cover too perfectly. Like it's unbelievable stuff what Topic can do, man. Like he that's a really high level pass court. Like we talk about high level reads. That's a high level read. And it's not just because he hit the weak side. It's the way that he manipulated things with his eyes. Right. Yep. That initial look plus pump is really great. And this one, oh God, what are we talking about? Can we watch this one again? Yeah, of course. Oh and this is goodness. kind of where you see like, oh, maybe, you know, he's got the height to kind of see over. So, you know, he, he draws two and it's the positioning there on the pass. Like, or even the big on this one, Luke, it looks like he's going to just settle in the short roll. And then he makes like a secondary cut off of this. Like he's like, yeah. oh, I'm right here. Whoop. And he leads him forward with the momentum so he can get to the rim too. He, you know, like he's not throwing it to him. He's throwing it in front. Good God. It is like, it's like some quarterback shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's a nice little, I really like that little cut from the, from this, from the big two though. Yeah, they're the the bigs. I like the bigs, man. Plavisic, mm-hmm. I have no idea how to say the, these guys' names. Mm-hmm. But, Jankovic, right? I think one of them. Yeah. Uh, there's another Jovic. Yeah. Um, but the the bigs do a really good job of you know getting into the right positions. Uh, here's another beautiful pass, weak side hit. Like he's got all of those those advanced reads in his bag. Um, so he's going to bring the ball up the court, push the pace a little bit. Maybe, you know who he looks like, you know who he moves like, I can't believe like some people are going to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Other people are probably going to think I'm just straight up blasphemous. He, he's like modern Bob Cousy. Dude, like he (sighs) looks like if this was in black and white, you'd be like, oh yeah, this was filmed in like the 19... 50s i could see that dude because he's like he's like upright and he's so you know, upright. that's why yeah you know he he like it's like one he's one of those dudes that jj reddick would go on a rant with like he could barely you know he's barely dribble but like <laughs> <laughs> you could even see him like dribbling down on one knee with the heart yeah, right like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no i see it though i see but look at that pass <laughs> this is unreal man Screen, rescreen, come back. Yep, boom. Where are you going? Weeks mid air. Good God, I love. He's got the jump pass too. Pinpoint leads him to the corner more, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, dog. Look at this. And he gets so deep into the paint with his drives that, like, he's able to do the drop offs and like those like straight up kickouts from the pain area so here. All right. Let's turn the back a little bit comfortable with the left hand. Let's get the ball back. Come off, come off the screen behind the back. Whoop, take that wide angle. Whoop. Oh, God. That first we'll drop off in little Spain, right? Well, I mean, Oh God. Look yep. at as the, as there, there's the Spain action and then uh-huh. a little drop off. Oh my God. Good job. He's sick, man. He's a, we didn't even talk about his outside shooting, Corey. No, we we're going to do that right now. Oh God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So his, his shooting is weird to me. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, obviously he's got touch. He's shooting 36% from the three point line. Um, all right. 86% from the free throw line and then 36% from the three point line. So like, you know, there's obviously stuff there here. You know, I think it looks good up top. 
I think his mm-hmm. base is a little a little wonky. Mm-hmm. And I think Dip. that is kind of like when I look at him as a shooter, it's like his shot prep is what's bad. Like I'm not worried about him necessarily as a shooter, but I also am not like this dude could shoot. Like he's a shot maker to me, mm. not a shooter. I kind of like that one. I, I thought after, off the catch, sometimes his dip was kind of too much. Um, and I'm with you on the base. Uh, I, I definitely, I like to shot better off the catch than off the dribble. But then also sometimes off the dribble, it looked really good too. Um, but Corey, I think the point that you're making is really important. I, 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 he may not be a dead-eye shooter, but he's going to hit enough of them. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of like Brandon Roy in that way, uh, where Brandon Roy may not have been Reggie Miller as a shooter, but you know he's going to hit a shit ton of them. Um, not to say I'm comparing Topic to Brandon Roy. Um, <laughs> well, I just compared him to Bob Cousy. So there. <laughs> we're doing things today, man. We're 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 on a sick one. <laughs> so here's my thing with his shot. Yeah, I think his shot prep is really bad. Okay, I think he's got that upright body, and I think he's kind of like his like his catch and shoot stuff is kind of like pencil like. Um, so like when you're shooting right you one he doesn't have like that fighting stance that you want to be in so you're balanced and he's never like stepping or hopping into his shot so like i'm gonna let's get real nerdy here his like kinematic or, or kinetic chain right is there's just nothing coming from his lower body most of the time or a lot of the times on these these spot up shots because he's standing upright there's very little bend and there's no momentum to carry from his legs up through his upper body so like the chain is broken right away so i i think that like he needs reps working with like you know chip england and like all of a sudden this dude is like oh he's shooting 38 percent from three like in the nba on high volume like it's doable i think his upper body is is okay sometimes he does like the the flick you know the snake bite on the release um it almost in a lot of ways it reminds me of like what shengun's shot looks like in turkey like where he would he would kind of flick the ball a little bit sometimes but um i'm not out on him as a shooter obviously like i have him inside of my top 10 I, i think that he's he's a guy who is like very willing to be like all right well you want to go under like, okay, I'm going to pull it. But but like, also, knock him out. yeah. And also Corey, I did want to say like, he also shoots it from really deep. Yes. Like he makes it a point to like shoot from the fucking, he shoots it really, really deep, um, which I like. Um, it, it, What's I not to like about NBA range. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's going to be a big part of his game, but I'm with you, man. Like I, I, but also like the numbers are good, right? Like you mentioned 36% yeah. is still good. And, um, it may not be perfect now, but depending on where he ends up, it might get really, really good. And then we're talking about an all-star, to be honest, maybe, right? Like if he is going to shoot it that consistently from outside and just is, you know, perpetually going to be walking into the rim, making high-level reads for himself and for his teammates, we're talking about a really dynamic, scary offensive player. Um, and also like unselfish too, uh, which we mentioned in, in the previous segment. But um, no, I, I, the jumper, I like... Don't love, like, I think is fair. Yeah, I'm uh, agnostic towards his his jumper, I guess is <laughs> how I would, I would put it. Like, I could see both options being on the table. 
but ultimately, like, I think it it's enough of a threat that, like, it's not going to prevent him from getting to where he wants on the floor. <sighs> I don't know. In my head, I was like, Jehovah's Witness. I don't know what, what's going on. But, um, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I like the shot. I like the shot. We got to talk about his defense, though. We do. Yeah. 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 It's time. It's time. It's time. <laughs> this is Corey. you know what we've done this so long now we just know like you know when i'm into something or not into something and i know when you're into something or not and the way that you just led into that you're just we're, we're there we're, we're on the same page here yeah that, th- so like you know we talk about him him being upright i think this is where it hurts him mm. it's on this side of the floor now like this possession here i want to start with a possession in which somebody drills a shot over him but also it's like pretty good <laughs> like not bad <laughs> um you know like he's he's in front of the guy he's low i i think he he plays with effort mm. you know but like he's he doesn't play with physicality he's never really dictating he he doesn't like really cause a lot of like turnovers or generate a lot of turnovers right like and and you know i i think um probably carrying so much of the load he's he's probably using the defensive side of the ball to rest a little bit. Uh, and again, this is like, okay, possession, like yeah. good shot, like, you know, do it again. But there are a lot of possessions where you're just like, yeah. So Corey, yeah. the first thing, yeah. <laughs> the first thing I wrote is I saw a lot of walking, man. And like, I was just like, Hey, Let's do less walking here. Um, there were a lot of possessions where he was just kind of walking around. Um, but, Corey, when he is locked in, he can be pretty decent. And, and I do want to give him that credit. Like, yeah, he can be kind of uh, a bit, like, pesty uh, sometimes with his defense. But wh- another thing I wrote here, there are a couple times I got him caught. He was caught ball watching. Did not love that. Um, I, I thought that, like, like my main takeaway is he will not be known for his defense. Um, <laughs> I think that's a really nice way when to talk about a prospect who can't play defense. He will not be known for his defense. It's just, you know, you're not going to be like Nikola Topic, you know, headline great defense. It's just not going to happen. dude. It's, it's just not there for him. Um, but like at the same time, like there, he, once again, he did have his moments, but overall right here. Like a lot. This, yeah. This was the moment. <laughs> <laughs> just put this on a loop and we'll, you know, we can deceive the masses, but um, no, for sure. Like, you know, once again, like I, I thought uh, the focus kind of came and went, but the core, the main point that you made, that I really agree with is I do feel like he is carrying such a load offensively that defensively sometimes like I, it's like when you have a really long day and you come home and you just kind of zone out looking at your cat, like it's one of those, man, like you're just staring at your cat for no reason at all, just because you need a mental break. Sometimes that's what it felt like with Topic on the defensive side of the ball. And I think Corey, that point that you made is a really important one, because if you just put his defense in a vacuum, it could lead to you going, what the fuck? Uh, but if you kind of look at it holistically and you put all the pieces together, it, it kind of makes sense too. So I wanted to kill him for his defense, but Look, I, I also think getting stronger because he's super young. Yes. Like he's one of the youngest players in the draft. So I also think getting stronger is going to help him because like 
my dude dies on screens, man. Like, yes, yes. like he gets buried Demolished. by screens. So, you know, a combination of like, he's maybe not the most fleet of foot, mm-hmm. you know, on the defensive side of the ball. He doesn't have the greatest length. And also like, you know, he's playing in this pro league, getting screened to death by giant, you know, Russian dudes or, you know, wherever <laughs> Serbian dudes, um, stone men, you know, like eh, it's, that doesn't seem fun from that side, but like, he's tough. Right. And it's weird because he's so willing to handle the physicality offensively when he's got momentum and going into guys. So it's not like he's soft or anything, right? Like I think it's when he's surprised rather than like generating the force, like he kind of will die on it. Cause he's, he's not like ready for the physicality yet. I also very simplistically, Corey, like on offense side, you get points for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on defense, not so much. Um, but no, I'm with you, man. Like that's something I had in my notes, like absolutely gets demolished consistently on screens. And then like he comes, comes off of them as if he has CTE sometimes, like he just has no idea where he's going after the screens. So, um, yeah, a lot of work to be done. <laughs> won't be known for his defense it's a fair, <laughs> fair <evaluation>. Nikola Topic <laughs> Le'Veon Bell and not known for his defense <laughs> take that in the first round good <laughs> now here's a- another thing that I'm going to say out loud mm-hmm. so what is the big difference then in like looking at him as a prospect between him and Collier? Oh. Like what's the sell for Collier over him? And I have them right in the same tier. What would be the sell to have Collier over him kind of with the understanding that Topic is a a much better decision maker, equally as big a, of a threat downhill, and I probably buy the shot more. Now, I think we could say that Collier's defensive yeah. potential is probably higher. Yeah, but I gotta say, I, I gotta think that they're like worst case in the same tier right now. <sighs> Corey, the they're reason- very similar offensively. Yeah. And as far as strengths. The reason why, Corey, this question is hard is because something I've been thinking about recently or like with my own evals is sometimes I weigh the defense too much mm-hmm. where I can have two prospects that are similar um, skill-wise on the offense side of the ball, but I give one prospect too much credit because they're better on defense. And I don't want to make that mistake here between Collier and Topich where clearly Collier is going to have a higher ceiling on the defense side of the ball. But we just kind of fell all over ourselves talking about Topic's offensive game. And uh, offense is very important in, in, in the NBA. And him being able to be a lead guard, get to wherever he wants on the floor and shoot it from outside with high-level, almost elite-level playmaking type of stuff in the pick-and-roll which is, you know, a very, very common set in the NBA. Um, 
I think you're asking a really good question, dude. I initially thought you were going to bring up someone like DJ Wagner or something, but I think Collier is the better name here because he's that freaking good. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I, I'm not going to bring up DJ Wagner because I just yeah, same. they're even in the same conversation. Yeah, agreed. You know, I like I I, I I don't relish the fact that DJ There's Wagner is struggling. You know, it's just yeah. I don't think anybody who has seen him over the last year in any of these settings is really surprised. Like, I know that there was good feedback or whatever about him, like in practices and scrimmages and stuff. And like, I think that's great that he's a competitive kid and, you know, he's got a good frame and he's, you know, quick and all that. But like the NBA is about a bucket and my dude likes to shoot, but doesn't do it efficiently. Like you got to be an efficient bucket now. Like <laughs> my dude, Cam Thomas is an efficient bucket and this dude's, you know, will be in and out of the lineup and, and yeah. you know, he's doing it efficiently. DJ Wagner's gotta be, a, he's gotta be more of a point guard, man. Like he's gotta be a pass first point guard. And yeah. I don't know if he's wired like that. I just nope. don't, you know, short guards have it, have it rough. It's, I mean, his dad wasn't either. Right. I, yeah. Not to blame his dad, but you know, kind of runs in the family is what it seems like. So I, I'm with you on that. Also, I don't love his frame. Like I, I like that he's added muscle and stuff like that, but he seems kind of short to me, like with his with his limbs, his arms look kind of short to me. Just not a big fan. But um, no, Corey, I, I think the the point that you made about Topic and Collier is a really interesting one. And after we've just had like a thirty plus minute conversation about his game, obviously he's going to be a lot higher on my board than where I have now, um, which is the fun part of these evals, man. Like sometimes we just figure it out. Yeah, sometimes we we talk it out and, and yeah. discuss it. Um, yeah, and, and you know, with the Collier thing, like I'm not even saying like that Topic is the better prospect necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I think it's an interesting parallel between the two guys because I think stylistically they share a lot of similarities. Yeah, even if you know you wouldn't think so because typically we compare white dudes to other white dudes, <laughs> right? Like, um, but. Yeah, man. I don't know. I like Topic a lot. I think he's a lot of fun. I think that he's, you know, got a really good chance to at least go in the lottery right now. And I, I, th- I really think he can climb if, if some of these freshmen continue to struggle. So it's going to be interesting to see how that ultimately plays out. Oh, this was a fun one, dude. We had a lot of fun talking about these guys. Um, Hell yeah. But Topic specifically is going to rise for sure. Yeah. I think I I think Tyler Smith has a chance to to rise as well. Um, not not as high, yeah. you know, because he's not a creator. But um, you know, if he keeps up his efficiency and knocks down threes at a high level, and continues to you know be a guy who racks up steals and blocks and is is disruptive on the defensive end, I think he's you know he's got a good shot to to climb up and and be a top twenty pick. So two fun guys, man. Yeah, this was a good one. This was a good one. Hell yeah. All right, Albert. Uh, tell the people what you have going on because I think um, if you are listening to this on the podcast feed, uh, there's a chance that Albert's piece is already out. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, wrote a piece about Alex Tuhi of the NBL's Next Star program, uh, playing for the Sydney Kings, um, a guy that I've had a bit of a relationship with uh, since back in April. He did a pod with us. I've been talking to him ever since. And um, yeah, I kind of sent him some questions because we the time difference was so tough for us to do a pod um and which we're still going to figure out we're going to have him on the draft deck with us soon but you know um i I sent him some questions he gave me some great answers which i was able to put into the piece and so um 
Tui's a guy that I really like, man. A guy that I just continue to really, really enjoy. He's a he's a different player from a Jaime Hawkins Jr., but uh, look at the effect that Hawkins is having already in his rookie season. The role that he's balling out—he's balling out. And I and I feel like over time, Tui can have that type of role in the NBA. A guy who is very versatile. Like that's the name of the game when it comes to Alex Tui. Great NBA wing size can even you know play up to the four. I think um, he, he's only going to get stronger. He's already pretty physical as it is. Um, a, a guy that was really fun to write about it was uh, Alex Tuhi. Uh You can find me at social on socials at Alberto Gim on. Twitter and at GTG NBA on Instagram is where you can find me. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And I just dropped a piece on Connor Asijan, who I guess is going through a weird thing with his coach right now. It's kind of weird timing for that to come out, but uh, Connor retweeted the article. So he liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's dealing with a back thing right now, but he's a really fun prospect. He was one of the best, uh, freshman in the Big Ten last year, just an absolute like sniper and with a, a really versatile shooting skill set, some on the ball juice. And uh, I am slash was hoping to watch his sophomore campaign because I think he's a sneaky draft guy. If he also like Topic can uh, figure out the defensive side of the ball and get stronger and stuff like that, but like he could uh, score the rock and that's valuable. So. Uh, you can check that out at noceilingsnba.com. You can follow me at Corey Tulliba on Twitter slash X, NBA Draft Dude elsewhere, No Ceilings NBA on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, all that good stuff. If you are watching this live or on replay, make sure that you like and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening on the podcast feed, make sure that you rate, review, and share. Uh, until next time, your boys are out. Peace. Peace.